0: So today, with Hashem, Seifer, Geshem, conversation 249, we're going to discuss a little story that Rabenu has with um, a person from a certain village, one of his students, and the awesome Ruach Hakodesh that uh, we can see from this story. Rabenu's mamash, his Holy Spirit that was in him, that's something very unique. Rabbeinatan says there was once a person um, that came before Rabenu in a certain village and his name was... and he didn't give the name. Obviously it's Lashon Agha if he gives the name because we're going to see a little bit of the negative quality of this person. But nonetheless, Rabbeinatan is coming to... Um, Describe the story of what's happening here This man was a great Mikuban A great uh, Kabbalist And he was a very intelligent uh, He knew a lot of Torah He was a very studious person But this man's nature Was that he was constantly angry At his workers, at his servants Whoever the people around him were And he would hit them And do other things That were unacceptable like this and he's standing before Rabenu, <inaudible> Ra may his memory be a ble- for a blessing. He told this man like this, <inaudible> He quotes the verse in Bereshit chapter 38, verse seven, which mentions Rabenu comes to this man and he says like this, "Why is it written that the firstborn of Yehuda,, Er, whose name was Er, was evil, Hashem, was evil in the eyes of God?" Why is it that Er, the, the firstborn of the Yehuda, was evil in the eyes of God? Rabenu asked the question to this man, why is it written Ra, evil, but not Rasha? Why, did, why didn't it say in the verse that Er, the, the firstborn of Yehuda, was a wicked man before the eyes, in the eyes of God? But why evil? That Also, it clarifies this specific point why it mentions Ra not Rasha, and also in Parashat Vayeshev, it explains this Inyan um, about um, a person who wastes seed, and of course the sin of Yehuda, the, the firstborn of Yehuda, um, the sin of Er and um, Onan, um, who, what do you call it, was Tamar in an unpleasant fashion, and of course they were wasting their drops of seed. Um, it mentions over there the... Um, the damage that a person does with this and how uh, surface level which mentions over there that there is no teshuvah for this concept which is very difficult which is why we have a tzaddik to come clarify the Sinyan and to testify and to bring a testament to the world which is that there is a tikkun for a sin like this for gamabrit for blemishing the covenant but nonetheless it has to do with this idea that's mentioned over there in Parashat Vayeshev the Zohar Kadosh that the firstborn of Yehuda was a ra he was evil but Rabenu came to interpret this, this passage and he told this man. However, we see that one who transgresses, who commits this sin, this transgression, the same sin that Er committed, God forbid, which was uh, the blemishing of the covenant, who ratamid, he's constantly unpleasant. He's, um, he's angry, he's bad-tempered. He's unpleasant and he's always in anger. And Rabenu did not say anything more. Apparently he was telling this man who was actually quite a big scholar that uh, this man might, uh, might have a gum in this area. Very crazy, I wouldn't even say crazy, it's, it's, a min- it's shocking that uh, Rabenu is saying this to this person. The second this man heard these words, The second this man heard this, these words that Rabbanu just said, he was literally shaking, he was trembling, he was taken aback, he fell backwards. Uh, sorry, he was shaking aback. And awe, oh, trembling, fear fell upon him the em hadona a tremendous dreader the nora that was awesome it was very very much look at the word that i using this the emotions this person is going through you cannot even describe it i mean says the chafav komato his posture bent velo ya ya khol he cannot lift his head he was ashamed to lift his head to look at rabeno to look at rabeno velo ya od la mud kilal nitna hadra kedoshat rabeno and he was not able to stand anymore before this the, the the splendor of Rabbeinu's holiness. May his memory be a blessing. When he fled outward from the house, to the outside, and began to cry, and cry very, very much, until uh, his tears were bitter flowing on his cheeks. Essentially, the man was weeping bitterly. And he was begging one of his employees, a tutor, and his tutor was one of Rabenu's students. Apparently he needed one of his tutors for something, for another job, whatever it was. You know, this tutor was one of his employees, and this tutor was one of uh, uh students. And this man, after he saw Rabenu's Ruach HaKodesh, he asked one of his employees, this tutor, to ask, he was asking him to drum, he was, he was saying it like this, to help him draw close to Rabenu. Rabenu saw this man later after quite some time and he saw next to this man um, on his bookshelf a book and he asked this man what book is this and it was informed to him Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu was asking him and the man told him that it was a book of Kabbalah a book of the secret of the Torah Rabbeinu responded to him that it's not fitting for him to study Kabbalah Section 83, number 83 over there, that Rabbanu discusses that a person whose pogem in the breed Kodesh is not fitting to study Kabbalah. As Rabbanu explains over there, the Kabbalah, the numerical value of Kabbalah, which are the secret of the Torah, of course, the sod, uh, which has the numerical value of 137, is the same numerical value as noef, an adulterer. 137, meaning one who blemishes in the concept of niuf, of of the, um, in the sexual area, one who blemishes, blemishes the Brit Kodesh, essentially when he studies Kabbalah, he's like a Noaf, he's like an adulterer. He's not, he didn't have the proper kelim to study and therefore everything that he's studying in this area is damaging him. This is why a very big uh, premise to study the writings of the Ariya Kadosh, and something very important, is to get married. The, this is the first step for getting married is the idea of Shemir HaTabrit. As Rabbi Nathan explained in the Kutelachot. That until a person is not married, he's still in the aspect of gamabrit. even though he might not be doing sins. The shlemut of the tikun abrit happens when you get married. So, we see here the importance here that Rabbanu is teaching us that to study this Kabbalah, you have to have kelim, you have to have vessel. Uh, you, have to have, uh, you have to have the po- proper receptacle. And a person who is not Rabrit doesn't have this. And Rabbanu sees this by this person, and he's saying, do not study Kabbalah, you're not supposed to. This man went and traveled after Rabenu. He, was, he accompanied him on his journey. And when the man returned back home, the man did a great teshuvah. He returned to Hashem with great arousal. And the man chose for him a special, unique room. And he engaged over there in Torah, that we just discussed in the last section, that a person should have a designated room to serve Hashem. This man did this. He had a very unique room. He sat there, and he engaged in a Torah, in prayer, Gadol, with great awakening, kamashavot, for many weeks, Until only afterwards he returned back to his anger. The man is obviously fluctuating very much. But nonetheless, tamid Rabenu But nonetheless, the man was constantly bent towards Rabenu. He was always leaning towards Rabenu, always trying to rely himself on Rabenu. And Rabenu informed his student, who was that employee of this man, this tutor. He told him, "Stay by him a little bit more." Because Rabenu was telling his student, this tutor, he was saying, "Because if you, it's good that you'll be by him." Because, sorry, because when you will be by him, it will be good. That he will be an ish kasher, an upright person through you, at least for an hour a day. Because when he's around you, at least he'll be upright because you are attached to me. And therefore, he feels that presence. And of course, all the advice that you'll be giving him. So, um, it's good that, you'll be, that you should be around him. And Rabbeinu told his student to stay with him for a little bit more. After this man returned back to his evil temper, as we mentioned above, he had a disagreement with his employee, and he did not want to pay him. And this employee literally got up and walked all the way to the vill- from this village to the city where Rabenu was dwelling, and he came complaining to Rabenu about the, his his employer, which is this man. And Rabenu got so angry. Or he was like enraged at this employer, this man who, of course, the the entire subject of the story is about. The man was not paying his worker. And then afterwards, after Rabbeinu began to complain about the employer, he began to find a nekudatova tova within the employer um, in front of this employee. And the employee who came to complain to Rabbeinu Rabbeinu is now telling this employee Saying that perhaps he might have a good point point. And he told him What can you do? Perhaps he's poor And he cannot pay you And uh, there's an entire story to tell about this sinyan and the truth is, if we want to speak about stories that happened to each of the students of Rabenu, that happened to, around Rabenu, surrounding this tzaddik, with all of his students, If you want to speak about the stories that happened with Rabenu and his relationship with the students, even that which happened with the smallest of the students, all the papers of the world would not suffice and the ear wouldn't be satisfied with hearing. Essentially, there's an unlimited amount of stories and even then it would not be enough because it's just a drop in an ocean full of wisdom. And Rabbanu already said, There will be many stories of my students. Rabenu said, From each of one of my students, there are going to be books and stories and stories and stories. As he writes in Chayyim Oran. From each and every student, there will be many stories told about him. And anyone who is accustomed to stand before Rabenu's awesome holiness, he could see these awesome wonders and the miracles that were happening at any single given instant or moment. But now Rabbi Natan goes to the, the the point of what we're talking about here, the nekudan What's the main point, the subject, the mechuvan of what we're talking about here? What's the main intended subject here? Rabbi Natan says, The main chidushim, the main novelties and the wonders and the miracles that Rabenu did with us, who was only with regard to the subject of drawing the Jewish people close to their Father in Heaven. This was the main kavanah of Rabenu. And this is the sum of all the miracles that happened. For Rabenu prayed, we know Rabenu prayed, that all his miracles would be forgotten. Because the main thing for him was the avodat Hashem. That's the main thing. Because the second, immediately, someone entered next to Rabenu, got next to Rabbeinu, entered in a meeting, and he wanted to draw close to Hashem, the second the man stepped foot in Rabenu's in room, the man changed completely and became something completely different. And the awesome and intense fear and awakening, and the passion and the thoughts of Teshuvah, for the truth of truths that Rabenu instilled within each and every person that stood before him, it 's impossible possible to tell this or to describe this this story what Rabenu did with each and every individual, even if all the seas were ink, would not be enough, because never in history have we heard or seen such things that people would be awakened to serve Hashem Bahu with such great awakening. Each and every person that entered Rabenu, from the smallest to the biggest, never have we heard such things that, that Taddiq was able to accomplish such things like this. And we know that uh, Rabbi Tzachik he said about um, when all the other people were bragging about their, uh, their, their Rabbeinim, their Hasidim, their teachers, Rabbi Tzachik said, and they were all sharing the miracles of their teachers. All the Hasidim were once gathered at an event and they were all sharing their their, their teachers, the greatness of their teacher. And Rabbi Tchak Baiter looked at everyone and he said, The greatness of my teacher is not found in miracles. It's the fact that I am today uh, a person who can do it both and who can serve Hashem it barakh. For uh, this, what he did with me was triyata metim. Was even bigger than triyata metim. That's what Rabbi Tchak said. Now what Rabbanu did with me was even bigger than triyata metim, for he changed me, someone with free will, from such a big rashat to become someone like this. And that in itself is the greatness of the Tzaddik Rabbeinu. That we don't describe miracles of Rabbanu. We never really describe this. We always talk about the etzot and the Abadat Hashem that He gave us. The advice. The Abadat Hashem that He so emphasizes. And that is what separates a Tzaddik like this. Ramash, that He can change us without these miracles that, that, are, that are, what do you call it? That are playing with our free will. He does it with our free will. That's the the, the, the great uniqueness, the Khidush of Rabbeinu akadosh. May you have uh, the merit to apply his advice and to become simple Jews, simple students of the truth tzaddik Hashem.